الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الانسان ما غرك بربك الكريم سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an al-Kareem, He addressed all of humanity and said, O oh humanity, مَا غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ That what has deceived you about your kind and generous Lord? What has made you fall so distant from your rug, from the being who created you, who nurtured you, who provided for each and every one of your needs from the moment you were born? What has made you so distant? What has betrayed you? And this is the condition of us today. Although Allah addressed insan, it is the condition of Muslims today. Is that we are so distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do not feel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. We do not have a pure heart or a pure soul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we have to purify our souls. And He didn't simply say it, He swore by it. And He didn't simply swear by it, He took seven oaths in the Qur'an to show us the importance. Once one of the Sahaba, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse in which he swore, the Sahaba took out his sword and he said, Who is there whose iman is so weak that Allah has to swear to take an oath to convince him? Well, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the Quran? وَالشَّمْسِ وَالْدُحَاهَا Number two, وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا دَلَاهَا وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا جَلَّاهَا وَالْلَيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَاهَا وَالسَّمَاءِ وَمَا بَنَاهَا وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا دَحَاهَا وَنَفْسٍ وَمَا سَوَّاهَا Seven oaths Allah SWT took to say what? قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَاهَا That verily successful is that person who has purified his soul, who has purified his heart, who is able to remember Allah SWT from the depth of its heart, that she can feel Allah SWT in her salah. This is the goal of being a Muslim. This is the bare minimum that the nur of iman is supposed to have in your heart. Where I come from in America, that's what everybody wants to do. Do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever makes your heart content. That is the American way of life. That is the university of way of life. That try different things out, experiment different things, taste all the pleasures of the world, do anything and everything you can to make your hearts content. Well, Allah SWT said in the Quran, Allah bidhikrillahi tatma'inu qulub, that no, only if you remember Allah in your heart will you feel peace, happiness and tranquility in your life. Now imagine what's the benefit of being Muslim if you're distant from Allah? What's the benefit of praying if you don't feel Allah SWT in your salah? What is wrong with us that we are so far away from our beloved Lord? This is what Allah says, that what have you deceived yourselves? What is keeping you from your generous Lord? All of you who are here today, if you're praying Jummah, if you pray Salah, it means that you have some desire to be close to Allah, that you want to pray, Right? Because otherwise there are tons of Muslims who don't even pray. That you want some relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what happens when a young man or woman at the university, when she falls into some sin, or she feels far from Allah, if she's a pious one or he's a pious man, and he wants to be close to Allah, then he feels a hurt in his heart. His heart feels sore afterwards. He feels bad about himself. That why did I break the command of Allah? And then what happens is shaitan drags us down into a rut. We get depressed, we get inactive, we feel so distant from Allah that we don't even want to pray. Yeah, if somebody's walking by, he drags us to prayer, we'll come to prayer, but we don't really desire to pray. We have no wish to make dua to Allah, 
We'll never even think about reading the Quran. We are so distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because we don't feel the pleasure of Allah in our life. We have removed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from every aspect in our life. I'm going to very quickly go through three or four things that every one of us can do, man or woman, to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Things that you can do that will draw you close to Allah. Well, the first thing is to make zikr. Is to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to think about Allah at all times. The more and more you think about Allah, the more you will remember Him, the more you will feel Him in your heart. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not distant from us. You should know if there's any, any relationship in the world. And if one person feels distant from the other, then there are only two options. Either you pulled away from that being, or that being pulled away from you. So know that Allah is so merciful on us that He never pulls away from us. In fact, He says in the Quran, هُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ Know that Allah is with you wherever you may be. He is with you when you're praying. He is with you at home. He is with you in the classroom. He is with you in your dorm room. He is with you when you're in a state of wudu. He is with you when you're impure. He's even with you when you're sinning against Him. He's with you when you're disobeying Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this greatest gift, this greatest rahmah, this greatest mercy, this greatest benefit of being a Muslim is that you get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You get His ma'iyat. He says, I'm your companion. Even more than that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِينَ That I'm closer to you than your own carotid artery, your own jugular vein. It means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is closer to us than our own selves. So how sad it is, what's the difference between us and a non-Muslim? A non-Muslim doesn't feel Allah intimately. He doesn't feel the remembrance of Allah in his heart. He doesn't have the love of Allah in his heart. So if we're Muslim, we should begin to taste the pleasures of our Iman. We too should think that Allah subhanahu wa is with us and He is close to us at all times. So the first step to begin to do this is to just make dhikr, is to just think about Him. To just be aware. Just like a young man, if he likes anybody, or he's in love with anybody, all he or she does is she thinks about that person. It shows that you have the ability to remember something from the depth of your heart. So if we want to be people who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should just start thinking about Him and remembering Him at all times. The second thing is to connect ourselves to the Messenger of Allah. Because if you think about it, if you're distant from Allah, if you're distant from the Book of Allah, if you're distant from the Messenger of Allah, how can we expect to call ourselves slaves and servants of Allah? How can we be Amdullah? How can we think that we can present ourselves before our Lord in the Day of Judgment? So the second thing is to become close to the Messenger of Allah, is to read about his Sunnah, to follow his beautiful life example, to feel a love in our heart for the beloved Messenger. And the third thing that you can do, which is very important especially on campus, is to keep the company of those who are better than you. Allah commands in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullah wa kunu ma sadiqeen and keep the company of the pious ones, keep the company of the true ones, keep the company of those who are better than you. And this is probably the greatest lesson a Muslim on campus can take. Is if you pick your friends wisely, then you'll be able to feel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life. But if you choose to be friends with anybody and everybody, well know that Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah, the famous Shaykh and Sufi, he said that a bad friend is even worse than a snake. Why? Because if a snake stings you, he sends you into the mouth of death, and if a bad friend stings you, he sends you into the mouth of hellfire. In fact, he said even more that a bad friend is even worse than shaitan. Why? Because shaitan only whispers a thought of sin into your mind. But the bad friend, he calls you to sin, he invites you to sin, he pressures you to do sin, 
She will take your hand and accompany you to sin. She will not rest until she involves you in that sin and then she lets you go. So if we want to be people, and all of us here are praying Jama'ah, we're trying to pray to Allah, we're trying to feel Him back in our lives, if we want to do that, we have to leave all those things that keep us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one way you can do that on your campus is by having a strong MSA. Having a strong MSA means having strong leadership. Having strong leadership means electing leaders who are more pious than you. Not electing leaders in some type of popularity contest or based on a speech or two that they may give, but to elect those leaders who are the most pious among you, those who can truly help you to join with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who can make activities where you acquire ilm, where you acquire the knowledge of Allah. Why? Because all of you are people of knowledge. If you're studying at the university, it means you are a person of knowledge. You are involved in higher education, you are developing your mind. It will be very difficult for a university student to become close to Allah unless he has knowledge about the religion, unless he has knowledge about Allah. Because you need to be engaged at a higher level. If anybody wants to attract you to anything, they have to attract you at a higher level because you're intelligent people. So if you expect to be attracted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you must have knowledge, you must engage Islam at a higher level. So even if the average ordinary masses in the world don't need to have so much knowledge of the deen, people like us, myself who graduated from a university, yourself who are studying in a university, we must learn more about Allah. If you don't know about Allah, how will you fall in love with Him? So you must pick leaders who will make such arrangements for you. You must pick leaders who are pious in their hearts. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an has actually told you how to pick your leaders. How? Listen to this ayah, listen to this verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carefully. Allah says in the Qur'an, وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَلَا تُطِعْ And do not follow that person, do not obey that person, do not listen to that person. مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ Who we have made his heart empty. We have erased from his heart ذِكْرِنَا from our remembrance. It means that do not follow those people whose hearts are empty of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whether it is for our leaders or just for our own selves, it means that everything in life depends on how much our hearts remember Allah. In fact, Allah said in another place in the Quran on the Day of Judgment, the only thing that will bring you success is a purified heart. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا إِلَّا مَنْ سَلِيمٌ that only that person who brings before Allah a qawmun salim, a pure and untainted heart, will be successful in day of judgment. Now if you want to check if you have a pure heart, just check that am I able to remember Allah in my salah? Can I stand up and say that I've ever in my life offered two rakahs in which I thought of nothing but Allah SWT? How hard must our hearts be that we can't even remember Allah for three minutes? How blackened must our hearts be that we cannot even feel the nur of iman for three minutes of our life? Even when we're standing in salah, we've cut ourselves off from the world, we don't talk, we don't speak, we don't eat. Our tongues are reciting Qur'an, our foreheads are in sajda, and even then we don't feel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayuhal insan ma hadhaka bilambikul kareem. That, oh my friends, what has deceived you? What has betrayed you about your kind and generous Lord? Who created this whole deen for you? Who created the entire universe to you? In fact, it comes in hadith that the only reason Allah created us so that we would get His ma'rifah, so that we would know Him, so that we would recognize Him, so that we would feel Him in our hearts. So just like the young man in the university spends so much time acquiring the knowledges of the world, that's all fine. 
But you have to spend some time getting to know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many of us even have that desire? And that is the last thing I will conclude on, is this is the most tragic thing about us, is that we don't even have a desire to improve ourselves. So the problem is not that, oh, we don't regularly pray Fajr, or we don't do this, or we don't do that, or we don't know the meaning of Qur'an, or we don't know the first thing about Allah. The tragedy is, is that our hearts aren't sleeping, our hearts are dead. When something is sleeping, if you shake it up, it wakes up. And if something is dead, no matter how much you shake it, it just lies there still. So that's the condition of our hearts, is that we hear talks, we hear khutbahs, we hear things from our parents, we hear things from our friends, we hear the words of Allah, we hear the words of the beloved messenger of Allah, but it has no effect on our heart. So if today we don't feel Allah in our salah, and if I was to tell any one of you that five years from now, you still won't feel Allah at all in your salah, you say, no problem. If I say today you only know the meaning of one page of the Qur'an, and five years from today you'll still only know the meaning of one page of the Qur'an, you say, no problem. But if I said today if you're a first year student, next year you're going to get left back, and the next year after that, you're going to look back. And for five years, you're going to keep doing the first year of the university. You'd look at me like I'm crazy. You'd say, no, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to retire. All types of progress, all types of improvement we want. So I'm not trying to deny any of that. You should have all of that. But you should think that what if on the day of judgment, Allah asks us that my servant, I wanted you to come close to me. I told you in Quran that I'm closer to you than your own self. I told you in Qur'an that I will forgive any sin that you do. All you have to do is feel a drop of remorse or regret in your heart. Prophet said in the hadith, Al-Nadmatu Tawbatun. That nadma, it means remorse, regret. Even you don't say the words of Tawbah on your tongue, if you have one drop of remorse and regret in your heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send His mercy on you, can purify your heart, can cleanse it of all its sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us so badly to come to Him. He did not create us on earth to sin. He did not send us on earth because He wants to send us to hell or something like that. Allah wants us desperately to come close to Him, to follow this deen, to turn to Him in salah, to turn to Him in dua, to make tawbah to Him, to reach out to Him, to change our ways, to try to learn about Him, to try to understand Him, to help one another to do that, to guide one another to do that. Because you know you can't do it on your own. This is why there's so much emphasis in our deen on the jama'ah, on the community. If you make a strong community for yourself here, if you're people who remind yourselves about Allah, who call yourselves to Allah, then you have succeeded. But know the greatest institution anybody has, it's not a masjid, it's not a madrasa, it's not an MSA, the greatest Islamic institution is your heart. The greatest thing everybody has is their heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to purify our hearts, to turn back to Him, to get to know Him again, to draw close to Him. And if at the very least today, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala awaken up our hearts, may He light the flame of desire in our heart. May He give us the talab, the desire, the yearning for Him. That, oh Allah, we too want to lead a life that is pleasing to You. We too want to feel You and experience You in our life. Oh Allah, how many years have gone by where we have broken Your rules, we have left Your ways. Ya Allah, we turn to You sincerely today and beg of You to forgive us beg of you to open the doors of your mercy and your knowledge to us so that when we meet you on the day of judgment we will be pleased with you and you will be pleased with us wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillah